If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Final hour of the nightcap, but plenty more to come. Rob Doster will join us momentarily, get his thoughts on the NBA draft, maybe some bets that he likes, some risers, some fallers that we could see come draft night, which will be here before you know it, coming up on Thursday. We talked a little bit about the draft earlier in the show. We'll continue that conversation, certainly much more tomorrow night as well, which will be the eve of uh, the NBA draft. Make sure, Scott, we will... uh, Put this disclaimer out there because remember, people were surprised here in Nevada because maybe you hadn't been betting the NFL draft. Those odds came down 24 hours before the NBA draft. So check your, uh, as 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 they always say at the end of broadcast, check your local listings. Well, check your local yeah. listings when it comes to rules and regulations for the uh, NBA draft if those are going to come down from the board 24 hours before the draft starts on Thursday night. Yeah, and you want to make sure, obviously, it's a fine line to walk, right, Tim, because you're trying to wait for as much Mm -hmm. information as possible so you can make as educated of a bet as you can, but you also don't want to be locked out of a bet. There's a reason why these bets come off the board is because more information gets leaked as we get closer and closer to the actual draft. So if you're waiting on that tip to show up on Twitter about where a team is leaning and then you're going to look to place that bet, it might be too late and it might be off the board. So do your due diligence. Make sure you get as much information as you can now and place your bets with plenty of time before you get locked out. Yeah, and, uh, you know, unlike football games or, or basketball, hey, a line will move uh, a point, point and a half. You talked about uh, the total tonight in the USA-Iran game, which will tip off in about 40 minutes. Uh, you played it at 167 at the beginning of the show. It's now 168 and a half. That's a decent line move. 
in draft world, I mean, things move drastically, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw it, you know, with uh, with a bet that I wanted to make, and I ended up making it. Uh, Sharif Cooper out of Auburn, uh, he was 20 and a half earlier today. He's now 22 and a half in some spots. So very quick, yeah. as soon as you start seeing news and reports, you might think, oh, I've got a leg up. Well, guess what? The books are uh, are looking at those same reports, too, and making adjustments. So uh, to your point right there. But more NBA draft talk coming up here in just a matter of moments with Rob Doster. Let's, uh, let's get the people updated, Scott, on uh, what's going on in the baseball world and the Houston Astros. Who knows? Maybe they will blow this lead uh, like they did last <laughs> night. They're up six runs yet again. They lead 8-2 to two in the bottom of the fifth inning. So it has been all Astros so far in this one uh, as the Astros trying to avenge what was a, a pretty ugly loss, up 6 nothing in the first inning last night and uh, ultimately lost that game. You were all over that, uh, but it has been all Astros so far here tonight. Yeah, Crush Flexen, just not a good start. The guy had a sub-2 ERA at home this season and uh, has only given up three home runs in this ballpark in 66 and two-thirds innings coming into tonight. Gave up a home run in the first inning. It was a three-run shot and then allowed four runs to score in the top of the fourth inning. So an outing to forget for Chris Flexen as uh, the Astros have that 8-2 lead right now. Elsewhere across Major League Baseball, Tim, you know, I feel bad if anybody had the under in the Tigers and the Twins game because it was a 5-1 ball game going into the top of the ninth inning and the Tigers hit a grand slam in that ninth to tie the game at 5. We are now in the 11th inning, the bottom of the 11th inning, and the Tigers do have a 6-5 lead over Minnesota. Colorado is absolutely blowing out the the Angels and the over has hit with ease in that game as it's 12 to 2 in the sixth inning. And then the best game of the night, Tim, is that a, a you know NL West matchup between the Dodgers and the Giants. And that game is tied at one. And you looked at this game before it began, and the Giants were an underdog at home. And, you know, I know they're a live underdog now because the Giant Dodgers have something cooking here with runners on base, but you're giving me the team with the best record in the National League with uh, uh, getting a run and a half at home, and I'll gladly take it every single time. We'll see what happens here in the final two innings. Yeah, and we have the bases loaded right now in San Diego. Mm. Uh, Jake Cronenworth at the plate, 3-2. to two. A's leading the Padres. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit one a mile in this game as well. Rob Doster coming up in just a moment. Here we go. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That with the beautiful New York City skyline in the background is Scott Seidenberg at Scott's on Air on Twitter. I'm at one Tim Murray. I've got a nice background, too, here at the Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. And, uh, boy, we've got a lot going on. We've got USA basketball coming up later on in this hour. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have some thoughts on that. Uh, but we got the NBA draft right around the corner. Uh, a couple bets placed by yours truly today. Scott's got a couple plays, and I'm sure our next Next guest has plenty of thoughts because he's been putting out videos left and right, breaking down the NBA draft. That is Rob Doster. You could find him the field of 68 on Twitter at Rob Doster. Rob, always a pleasure, man. And uh, so many ways to get to. I'm just curious your thoughts and and how you break this draft down, because right now it feels like the draft is going to start at six 
But do you think we could see a curveball maybe at four with Toronto? It feels like it's Jalen Suggs, but maybe they, you know, they change it up on us. Uh, Scotty Barnes to uh, to Orlando at five seems like a likelihood, uh, but you never know. Do you anticipate any? Uh, you uh, curveballs uh, in that first five come Thursday night. Uh, I don't think anything weird is going to happen in the top five. You know, the top four seems at this point like it's pretty set, like it's going to go Cade, Jalen, uh, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, and, and Jalen Suggs. And I think Scotty Barnes seems like the the odds-on favorite to end up with the fifth pick. Um, I, I think where it's going to get really weird is is when you see these teams starting to trade up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it feels like even if you go through the lottery, like a lot of it, there's, there's a lot of very obvious picks based on the fits, based on team needs, based on how some of these organizations have drafted in the past. Uh, but all of that can get thrown out of the window as soon as you have uh, one team trading up and, and completely revamping what the order of the draft ends up being. So that's where I think the curveballs are going to come in because, I mean, look, it happens every single year. We can say, this is how we think it's going to play out. And then the third pick's going to end up getting traded to a team that we didn't expect it to get traded to, and all hell's going to end up breaking loose. And that's what's going to end up happening. But um, right now, it feels like there's a lot of very straightforward picks in the lottery. Rob, you know, Jonathan Kaminga could be like boom or bust, right, in this draft. He could be the slam dunk pick and and the one that makes everybody think, like, wow, why didn't we take this guy? And he could also be the one that – he was just taken too soon. Uh, I, I've seen him, his mocks. They've they, they've dropped him out of the top five. I'm a big Scotty Barnes fan, so I think Scotty Barnes is going to go fifth overall. Does Kuminga go next at six? Does he last until seven? Could you actually see him going further down in the first round, or possibly maybe even earlier if someone wants to jump up and take him at four? I don't think that he'll uh, go go at number four. I mean, look, I think Jalen Suggs should be the number two pick in this year's draft. I think he's the clear-cut second-best prospect. If Toronto was going to pick anyone other than him, if he's available at four, then I think we need to uh, test the THC levels in the blood of the front office <laughs> makers in Toronto. Um, I, I will say this about Kaminga. Uh, it is not easy to do what he did in the G League as someone that was supposed to be a high school senior. You got to remember, this kid came over from Congo uh, before his high school freshman season, right? He played three years in high school, and then when he was supposed to be a senior in high school, he ended up going to play in the G League because he reclassified. He was supposed to be a senior in high school last year, and he went out and he averaged 15 points and seven boards. Uh, playing against grown men and former All-Americans that are scrapping for their uh, for what, what you got to hope is a final NBA contract. So um, when you kind of can look at the big picture, you can see what he could end up being if it all comes together. Now the problem is like he's got a long way to go for it to all come together. He's not really a shooter. He has no idea how to defend. Um, he he very much looks like a kid that has not played. Uh, Americanized basketball for all that long. He's got to be, I mean, look, he's got to be coached. When it comes down to it, that's what it is. Now, um, do I think that he could one day get to a level of maybe being a top 20 player in the NBA? Uh, look, when you are a six foot eight, six foot nine athletic freak that has the ability to make shots from the perimeter and be switchable defensively, that's what every single team in the NBA is looking for. 
So I do think there's a world where Jonathan Kaminga ends up being something in the neighborhood of like a Paul George, right? But that's probably a top 10% outcome for him. Um, that it's probably just as likely that he doesn't get a second contract at the end of, uh, you know, his rookie deal. So it's very much a, a boomer bust thing. And if I'm the Warriors and you have that kind of uh, developmental program and you have him learning from the likes of a Draymond Green and a Clay Thompson and a Steph Curry, and you get in a, a position where he has to coordinate that to be able to um, get into a rotation, I think it's a great fit for him. And, and you know, I, I don't know if there's an organization that is better for young guys that need to develop than, than the Warriors. So if he ends up there, I think that it's a home run for him, even if it costs him a little bit of money on his rookie deal from what he expected uh, probably when, when a lot of these mocks started coming out. Talk once again to Rob Doster, founder of The Field of 68. Follow him on Twitter, at Rob Doster. Great college basketball insight. And uh, when the two come together, the NBA and college basketball with the NBA draft, there's no uh, better place to turn uh, than Rob on Twitter. Uh, you know, it's funny. We think back to the last college basketball game we watched, Rob, and uh, we all eviscerated and uh, wrote the obituary to uh, Corey Kispert. All right, he's going to be playing in Lithuania. This guy has no business being in the NF- uh, NBA. Oh, by the way, he's going to be drafted uh, in uh, in the lottery here. So um, when you look at the tape of Corey Kispert and you look at potential fits, I'm looking at the over-under at 13.5, and, and the under's even money, 13 for Indiana, Rick Carlisle there now, Dougie McBuckets is gone, uh, maybe even a Charlotte with Mitch Kupchak uh, getting a, you know, a, a, a ball, a, a shooter to throw to. W- what do you see as a potential fit for Corey Kispert, and how do you think his game translates to the NBA? I mean, he is a absolute knockdown three-point shooter. He's the best shooter in this draft. He can uh, sprint off of threes going right. He can sprint into threes going left. He can um, hit him off the bounce. His stroke is just effortless out to like 29 feet. It looks like he's not even trying. Uh, so if you're looking for a floor spacer, he is the absolute best floor spacer in this draft. No questions questions asked. He's also six foot seven. He is also much more athletic than you would think for a floppy-haired white guy coming out of Gonzaga. Like, he's got legitimate bounce. He dunks on people. Um, I, I love him. And, and I'm going to read you off a list of people, okay? These are the names of the players that Michael Jordan has drafted uh, as the, the guy making the decisions for the Hornets. Frank Kaminsky, Miles Bridges, Kemba Walker, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Cody Zeller, Devontae Graham, Cody Martin, Malik Monk, Vernon Carey, P.J. Washington. He loves dudes that are all Americans in college that stayed for more than one or two years. Corey Kispert, all American in college stayed for four years. It just seems like such a perfect fit to Charlotte at 11. So this is what I did. I went downstairs into my basement, went to my workshop, grabbed a hammer, wrote Corey Kispert under 13.5 minus one Oh eight on a piece of paper and took that hammer and just started wailing away. That's right. <laughs> Got to get that under right there. I think Corey Kispert says the Charlotte just makes way too much sense. I think I'm going to follow you on that one and tell that, Rob. <laughs> that was one that I picked up. I, I, I thought that was true for a long time how I was going to try to sell that. 
Yeah, well, listen, you know, Tim and I, Tim asked me for two of my picks before uh, earlier in the program, and I said Corey Kispert under, and I said Davion Mitchell under. Uh, I think Davion Mitchell is a guy that I I know that the Warriors would love to get him at 14, but I think he goes before then. I don't think they're going to take him at seven, despite how much, you know, Bob Myers has talked about how he loves him. Um, and maybe they could surprise people and take him at seven, but I think Davion Mitchell goes before uh, that 14th pick for the Warriors. Uh, how high do you see him going in this draft, and can he make it into the top 10? You're seeing at plus 110 odds for him to be drafted in the top 10 right now. So I, I actually think that, like, I love Davion, right? Um, this this six foot three that he's getting listed at, he's not 6'3". He's also going to be 23 years old by the time that he plays his first uh, NBA game. Um, I, I do think that he's one of these guys that's going to end up kind of being a little bit of a casualty of NBA teams getting younger, higher upside players into workouts and seeing them in you know one on zero and two on two and three on three settings, uh, looking at where their numbers pop in uh, like some of these combine measurements. So I think he's a guy that's going to probably end up dropping. I, I actually. I lean a little bit towards the over. I'm seeing the line right now at 12, point, uh, 12, 12 and a half. So essentially, um, do you think he's going to go in the top 12? And I actually think that he's not going to end up going in the top 12. That's not what I, what I would do. Like, I would probably take him in the top eight. I love him. I think that you're looking at a guy that can be as good as Patrick Beverly has been at his, at his highest points. I think you're looking at the best point-of-attack defender in this draft, a guy that shot 45% from three this season, and a guy that can actually run the point. He, he's the most explosive athlete I think I've seen uh, coming through the college ranks in a long, long time. Um, but, I mean, these NBA teams, they fall in love with these guys with high upsides. They fall in love with these guys that are switchable. And these, these players like a Moses Moody. And, look, I love Moses Moody as a player, but he's the kind of guy that, you know, you get this six foot seven guy in with these long wingspans that shoots it so well that it's so switchable defensively, and teams are just going to fall in love with that, even if he wasn't anywhere near as good as Davion Mitchell was uh, this past season. To me, Davion's a guy who's going to pop on tape and is not going to pop in a workout. And these workouts, I think, are going to drive teams away from making these smart decisions. So I think Davion, to me, is a, is a guy that's going to end up being like a second team all rookie player even though he ends up falling behind some of these other guys, just because of, you know, it's the NBA. you got to bet on ceiling, right? You can only get so many guys that are going to end up one day being an all-star. And at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is how many all-stars you can fit on the court at the same time. Talking once again to Rob Doster, founder of The Field of 68. Follow him on Twitter, at Rob Doster. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, as the show has been going on, I said it's it's kind of a process of elimination, right? You know, not everyone's going in the top 14. It's just it's impossible. And you 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 mentioned it. There are fits out there that make sense. I, I agree. Kispert, whether it be Indiana or Charlotte, makes some sense. Wagner to Sacramento makes some sense. Book Knight to either OKC or Golden State makes sense. What player do you see dropping a little bit come Thursday night uh, in in the draft? So, I mean, I think Kaminga is going to be the big name that's probably the most likely to fall. Um, I mean, the, we've been saying this has been a five-person draft for a long time, and I don't think that he's going to end up going fifth. So I think he's the guy that's the most likely to fall. Um, I think that these two Tennessee freshmen, Keon Johnson and Jaden Springer, they got so much hype early on this season, just never 
really develops into being more than what they are defensively, right? And look, they are both tremendous defensive basketball players. But at the end of the day, like you also got to be able to score in the NBA. And and, and I just don't know what he is. Messing with uh, a little bit of uh, technical difficulties there with uh, with Rob Doster. But great stuff. And uh, follow Rob on Twitter, at Rob Doster. Once again, uh, the field of 68, him and Jeff Goodman. Uh, it, it's great, great uh, basketball insight. And, uh, Scott, you know, you think about heading into the draft. Uh, that, is, uh, that is a spot uh, for, you know, uh, to check all this out. I do want to bring up, you know, we do our best to to give you odds everywhere. So we talked about Corey Kispert and the under, under 13 and a half. I just looked it up uh, during uh, during the interview. Corey Kispert under 13 and a half at BetMGM is plus 135. And uh, r- oh, wow. Uh, Rob is back, so uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you, you you got it at plus one thirty-five. Yeah, I, I do want to throw one more to you. Uh, what do you expect from Chris, Chris Duarte, who will be twenty-four? Over/unders fifteen and a half. He was a big riser early in the process. Now the love seems to be falling a little bit. Where do you think Chris Duarte will ultimately land? I would do if I was the Warriors, is I would do everything in my power to get him at fourteen. Mm. Right, I think he's just the perfect fit for what they want to do. He's six six. He's a tough defender. He's going to make threes. Right now, in my mind, he is a guy worth twelve million a year as a role player in the NBA. And if you get him at fourteen, you're getting him at basically three million dollars a year throughout his uh, his rookie deal for the next four years, which basically basically encompasses his entire prime. Right, so you're saving whatever X amount of dollars that ends up being. It's like forty million dollars over his career on the kind of production that you're going to end up getting. He is the perfect fit alongside Steph. He's the perfect fit alongside Clay. He's going to be the floor spacer. He's just, there is no guy in this draft that fits that win now mentality on Golden State better than Chris Duarte. If you don't get him at 14, then again, we got to t- check those THC levels because somebody uh, has been taking part in what's, uh, what's legal out there in California. Hey, Rob, great stuff as always, man. Enjoy the draft. Uh, great insight as always. I got one more pick for you guys. Ready? Yep. Trey Murphy. Under 19.5, I think that he goes 15th to Washington. Lock that one in. All right. Well, I I lied. 30 seconds. My first bet, my biggest bet, Jalen Johnson over 14.5. I love it, man. Jalen, I don't don't know what these teams see in Jalen. They're going to fall in love with a guy that can win more, that can do nothing else. So I am with you there. All right. There he is, Rob Doster, and uh, he likes the (laughs) UVA product going to the Wizards. Uh, Scott, I think we got some – we got some, I think, rehashing of this interview. I, I'm, yeah. I'm getting, I'm yeah. getting excited now. Uh, I think I got to make a couple stops on my way home. Oh, by the way, the San Diego Padres are doing San Diego Padres things and scoring a ton of runs. They just did that in the fifth inning. That is Scott Seidenberg. He's in New York City. Tim Murray here in Las Vegas. It's the nightcap here on Decent. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Put on your lucky pair of Crocs and channel your inner fortune teller because your prediction might just make you $10,000 richer. The Crocs Hoops Draft Prediction Challenge is coming and dare we say for free to play on DraftKings.com. If the odds are in your favor, 10 G's could be yours. Learn more at DraftKings.com slash Crocs. Tim Murray with you from the Circus Sportsbook here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Scott Seidenberg with us over there in New York City. Always love having Rob Doster on because, you know, when you have a guy that's knowledgeable and also can weave in uh, that gambling talk, it it just gets you more excited. And, man, 
His thoughts on uh, on Corey Kispert are really interesting, and and you know what's fascinating about the Corey Kispert situation is it's it's pretty universal. Thirteen and a half DraftKings, it's even money to the under. I mentioned BetMGM plus one thirty five. How about Westgate Superbook plus one fifty five on the wow. under for Corey Kispert, which makes you a little nervous, Scott. Like, why are these odds the way that they are? However. The Westbrook uh, Superbook just opened their odds today, opened it at plus mm-hmm. 200, and now it has been bet down to plus 155. You know, there are mock drafts out there that have Kispert going 13 to Indiana. I agree with uh, with Rob's analysis. Charlotte seems to be a, po- a potential landing spot as well for a guy like Corey Kispert. So at plus 155, it's absolutely worth a play under 13.5 for Kispert. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I wrote down all of Rob's plays, and I'm going to follow and tell along with those because I really like them. Uh, but Kispert, when he said everything about the Hornets, and he's right about their draft history, you know, they have tend to gone with that All-American route. And, uh, you know, Kispert would fit right into their history, and he would fit right in because he is the best shooter in this draft. So why wouldn't a team want a guy, especially in the type of NBA that we are playing right now? It's all 3 and D anyway. So, you know, to get a guy uh, in Kispert, it seems like a no-brainer, and to get him under 13.5, I think, is a tremendous play. And the other one that I liked that he said was uh, Chris, Chris Duarte, mm-hmm. uh, under 15.5. Um, that could be a very interesting one. That's actually juiced uh, minus 135 at DraftKings to the under. So I think that one was really interesting. You mentioned the Jalen Johnson over. Uh, Trey Murphy was one that he said under as well, 18.5. And, and the one that I'm kind of curious now is on Kuminga because Rob said that he thinks he could be the guy that drops in this draft. So if he's to go over six and a half, that's at minus 130 on DraftKings. Is that something you're interested in playing now, Tim? I, I am intrigued by it because let's just do, once again, I know I keep saying this, but I, I think it's a it's a good way to define how, how to play this out. Let's do process of elimination, okay? So one, Cade Cunningham. Two, Jalen Green. Three, Mobley. Four, Suggs. Five, Barnes. Now, if you're playing an under six and a half, it's down to one spot. One spot Mm -hmm. for Kaminga to go. Could he go to Oklahoma City? Sure. That could be a spot because that could be, you know, this is an Oklahoma City Thunder franchise that's rebuilding. Or they could get a guy in James Booknight who's going to contribute right away, and then you've got your over. So I, I do think that, at minus 130, I, I don't know if I'm in love with it, but I, I don't fault anyone who would play that over because you're basically getting this to come down to one spot for Kaminga because yes. it does feel like everything else is falling into place one through five. So for Jonathan Kaminga, that is a very small window if you're going to play the under six and a half. Essentially, it's one spot for Jonathan Kaminga, and that would be number six to Oklahoma City. Yeah, so I think the only way to play it is to play the over. So we'll go over on Kaminga, under on Kispert, over on Johnson, under on Duarte, under on Trey Murphy. Yeah, the Trey Murphy one is another interesting one because you talk about shooting, and, and that's what he does so well. And if if the Wizards sitting there at 15, Scott, decide, you know what, we're going to stick with and uh, you know our core of Beal and Westbrook, let's get another mm-hmm. shooter in here. That would make some sense to get a veteran guy 
in uh, in a Trey Murphy at 15. So, yeah, over under 18 and a half. You get some plus money there on the under of Trey Murphy. So a, a lot of uh, a lot of. Great insight coming uh, from Rob Doster there just a moment ago. I do want to get you updated. San Diego uh, just put a five spot on the board. Cronenworth had two, uh, a two-RBI single, and then uh, Manny Machado went yard. So uh, we went back to our prop bets on this game. Machado to go yard. You could have cashed that one at plus 320. Tatis already went yard, plus 200. So the big boys for San Diego doing some Damage. It is the nightcap here on Visa. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything 
can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football betting guides are coming soon, and there's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles on every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both. Now's the time to reserve your copy or sign up or VSIN all access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VSIN.com backslash subscribe. It is a nightcap here on VSIN. Tim Murray in Las Vegas, Scott Seidenberg over there in New York City. And in less than five minutes, Team USA, the men's basketball team, back on the hardwood after a, let's just say, embarrassing performance against France, losing as a, what, they went off as, you got it at 15, I think they went off as 15, 12 yeah. and a half point favorite. Uh, there was certainly backing in the uh, marketplace on the on the French, and they were right, and they won that game out right. Now, you got Iran, and uh, coming off a loss, you're facing the worst team in the Olympic field, and this number has moved up, so you see the number there. Uh, as the show has gone on, it has gone to 41 and a half for the United States. I played this, and we said it earlier in the show when the when it was available. Uh, I laid the 39 and a half. I don't know if I've ever laid that many points in a basketball game before, Scott, but I just felt like it was uh, the stars are aligning a bit. USA is going to be embarrassed. They're playing the worst team in the field. They're going to come out and try to want to prove a point. And you, early in the show, said, let's go ahead and play the over. And that number yep. has moved during the show. So we are a couple <laughs> minutes away, and it uh, looks like we got the better of the number. As I'm looking right now, Circa has now moved it to 42 for the USA. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's what I expected. Uh, I sprinkled a little bit on a little parlay with USA minus 40 and uh, the over 167. So happy to see those numbers trending in my direction. I also played the first half, uh, USA minus 21 and a half for the first half because I think they're going to be up double digits after the first quarter and they're going to cruise into the half here. And with this total rising, Tim, uh, like I said, the score that I predicted was 120 to 50. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where I think this game is going to play out as, and I'd be shocked if this game is within 50 points. There's no reason why the United States should not have a blowout, easy victory here and bounce back and get back into form. Yeah, and uh, once again, this thing was, uh, I think, around 41 or so earlier today, started to drop a little bit. I got in at 39 and a half. And now you're seeing 41 and a half, 42 here at Circa, uh, 169 and a half as a total. And yeah, the only worry you might have for that total is, is Iran going to score enough to uh, at least help 
just cover what they need to do, which is you know, score about uh-huh. 50 or so points uh, against the United States. Um, yeah, a couple other games uh, tomorrow night. You know, I'll be honest, haven't done a, a ton of home- homework on either one of these, but Australia is a damn good basketball team. They are a seven and a half point favorite against Italy, and then you do wonder about the French, right? Uh, they just had a massive, massive victory. And in, in handicapping, you look for letdown spots. I know it's the Olympics, but I don't know. I, I don't know much about Czech Republic, so I'll, I'll ultimately stay away. But coming off a win over the United States, uh, I, I feel like the Czech Republic plus the points might be an interesting way to go about in this one. I don't know. I mean, you got to look at France now, seeing the opportunity to win the group right That's ahead true. of them and just take care of their business, knowing that if you do win the group, you can avoid playing the United States until uh, you get to probably the final. So uh, you have to win the group. And 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 I think seeing with the victory over the U.S., that's right ahead of them. I think they're going to handle their business here against the Czech Republic. Give me a uh, you know 22-point performance from Fournier. Um, you know, Gobert 16 and 12, and uh, I'll take the French to win by double digits. There you go. All right, the full breakdown from Scott Seidenberg. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you know, Team USA bouncing back, get a, at least a 40 point victory here uh, to cover that 39 and a half. Uh, you know, cover all numbers. How about we get a 50 point victory for the United States? That game uh, about to start in uh, in moments. So we're uh, we're on the USA uh, in uh, in this one in a bounce back spot tonight uh, against Iran. And apparently Giannis said he's not watching the game because you have to pay for it uh, via the Peacock app. So even though he makes uh, what his contract's over 150 million dollars, it's it's principal. He will not pay to watch the USA. So there you go. Uh, for for Giannis there. Uh, just a couple more uh, nuggets uh, before we uh, before we wrap things up and look ahead to tomorrow. Uh, going back to San Diego uh, against Oakland, or, uh, uh, yeah, against Oakland, uh, Manny Machado and um, Fernando Tatis going yard in this one. Jake Cronenworth uh, with two RBI. When you look at this Padres team and knowing how aggressive they've been and they get Frazier. Um, is this a team now? The tricky part is Scott. I wouldn't say they're definitely, but it seems more than likely they're going to be in the NL Wild Card game, and then in the second in the uh, DS, you're facing either the Dodgers or the Giants if you get by that. So it is a really challenging road. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Padres put together a package to try to get uh, you know the likes of of uh, of Max Scherzer. We already see them get saw them get Frazier. Are the Padres a team that you think can make a run to the World Series? Uh, they can. I think they're a pitcher away, which is why the Scherzer acquisition would be very interesting. Uh, as good as you Darvish has been, I don't know how much I trust him in a big spot. Um, Blake Snell has had his ups and downs. Certainly he's had his postseason success but uh, hasn't exactly been the Blake Snell that they thought that they were getting this season. You know, Paddock and Musgrove would be three and four. Uh, flip them however you want them in this four-man rotation uh, come playoff time. 
I think they're a pitcher away. And if they do get Max Scherzer, I would make them serious World Series contenders. But I do think that they are that one pitcher away because if they have to match up with the Dodgers uh, in, in a postseason series, I like the Dodgers starting rotation better. If they have to match up with the with the Giants, I actually like the Giants rotation better, believe it or not. So uh, that's going to be very interesting to see as the trade deadline quickly approaches. And I'll give you one final. The Giants down one to nothing end up winning 2-1 to one over the Los Angeles Dodgers tonight. They get a, uh, a throwing error that allows uh, Mike Yastrzemski to score from third. The Giants get They're a 2-1 so win over the Dodgers. They now have a three-game lead in the NL West. We turn the page, look ahead to tomorrow right here on the Nightcap on Decent. searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. It is an ICAP here on VSIN as uh, the United States is uh, underway against Iran. And uh, they were down 7-5. to five. Damian Lillard just hit a 3. And uh, we'll see. Need to ratchet it up here, Scott. Let's go. Take care of business. Uh... <laughs> The USA taking on Iran. Uh, good start for your for your over. 15 points already uh, in less than three minutes into the game. So uh, hopefully it'll start raining threes here for the United States momentarily, and we get ourselves uh, uh, a couple nice winners uh, to uh, to start Wednesday. Yeah, uh, I'm not happy about the way that this scoring has trended for you know Iran early. But uh, hopefully the United States can pull away and cover this first half line for me, which was uh, 21 and a half. Uh, just give me like a 10 to, 10 to 2 run and uh, start shutting them down on defense. Uh, I, I, listen, I like the over, but I need the USA to cover as well. And it's not looking good early on. But they, they got to feel like this team does not belong on the floor with them. That's how they have to treat this game. Like this team does not belong on the same floor as them. They're the only team in this tournament without, I think, an NBA player. So uh, they really should take care of business. I just want, you know, watching uh, Luka Doncic the other day, I I just want the United States to start playing like, you know, they were uh, playing in the NBA playoffs with Devin Booker having a 40-point game, Kevin Durant having a 50-point game, uh, you know, Drew Holiday having uh, yet a 40-point game. So uh, here we go. United States now up five uh, over Iran, 6:15 to go. Let's uh, let's let's put it on them, boys. Let's go. Take take, take care of business. Make uh, make the people back here in the states some money uh, in uh, in this one. Uh, but um, you know, we, we've covered a lot today, uh, and we'll certainly keep talking about the NBA draft. I just do kind of want to revisit some of those NBA draft discussions that we had because there are spots uh, like Nevada uh, where you won't be able to make these bets uh, come tomorrow when we're on the air. We'll still talk NBA draft because there certainly are other spots around the country uh, in, in our viewership where uh, you can make bets leading up to the NBA draft. But... Um, I'll give my favorite play. We'll kind of go back and forth of uh, of plays sure. that, that we like. Um, and uh, it is Jalen Johnson over 14 and a half. Now, the, the worry certainly could be 
the intrigue of Jalen Johnson. You know, Long does have shooting capabilities, uh, but all the reports right now are that uh, NBA teams are a bit skeptical of, of that freshman year that he had at Duke where it was very underwhelming. He opted out. Uh, as the season went on. So I think there's a lot of question marks, and there's just too much talent, in my opinion, for him to go in the lottery at 14. We talked about Golden State at 14, who they would like to target. Maybe a Chris Duarte goes 14th. Maybe a Davion Mitchell. I mean, that would be their their dream selection there at 14. I just don't see where Jalen Johnson, aside from a team trading up, where he ultimately goes in that top 14 in the lottery. So that is why my favorite play, Scott, right now with the NBA draft is over 14.5 for Jalen Johnson. Was able to get it earlier today at William Hill at minus 125. What is your favorite play? Well, it's Kispert under, and it's what I gave it out to you earlier in mm-hmm. the program. And as soon as Rob Doster said that he was going to hammer that, I mean, it just gave me even more conviction to know that he was on it as well as myself. So I'm going to stick with it. Kispert under uh, 13 and a half. And I know some places you're actually going to get plus money yep. on Kispert to go under. But we've heard it from countless you know, people that he's the best shooter in this draft, and they're going there's going to be a team, and it might be the Charlotte Hornets at 11, there's going to be a team that's going to take him inside of the top 13 uh, because he's just too talented of a shooter to not be drafted uh, in the lottery. So I do believe that he goes under. So I'll take Kispert, and I'll search the books and see the best plus money value I can get on under 13.5. Yeah, my next play is is one a little further down the board, and you know now I'm starting to get a little bit nervous because you're starting to see that movement. Uh, but it is Sharif Cooper uh, from Auburn, and uh, a lot of eyebrows were raised, Scott, earlier this week when uh, he did not receive that invite uh, to uh, to the green room uh, to to be there on draft night. And uh, you could have got twenty and a half over. Now you're looking at twenty one and a half or twenty two and a half. Um, but um, you know that this is a guy that I think could be a faller, and uh, if you read in Jonathan Wasserman's article today through the Bleacher Report, he said late 20s, maybe even early second round for someone like Sharif mm. Cooper. So uh, I was able to grab, I paid the juice, uh, minus 155, so some heavy juice there uh, for for Sharif Cooper, uh, but I ultimately played over 21.5 for Sharif Cooper uh, because I think he is a, a guy that could be, uh, could be dropping quite a bit. Uh, another uh, another one that you uh, I think have been certainly intrigued about. Uh, he was a early riser. That the love is maybe started to slow a little bit, but you know immediately as soon as he comes in, he's going to be an impact player. Uh, but the age is questioned because he's he's an elder statesman. He's 24 years old. But Chris Duarte, I know from Oregon, this is a guy that you're intrigued about. Yeah, under 15 and a half, uh, I think he's a great asset for a team that can, you know, he's he's not a project. You know, he's a guy that's going to have an impact immediately on a team and is going to give you quality minutes right away. So I think a team is going to absolutely be thrilled to take him, and I do expect him to go under uh, 15 and a half. And I think that, you know, maybe it's the Warriors at 14 uh, would be certainly be a nice fit for them. Uh, but he's a guy that I do expect to be taken in that range and will will have very, very good contributions his rookie season. Uh, I just want to get the, the people an update. The United States now leads 23-12 to 12 over Iran. They are 5 for good. 8 
for Good. three. So this is uh, this is what we like to see. Let's keep it up. Let's let's boost that keep confidence. Keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah, we want to. Uh, not only do we want to see the United States bring home gold in men's basketball, uh, we also want to see them win by forty points tonight. <laughs> and cover and and go into the half with a twenty-two point yes, lead. Yes, there you go. We we want up twenty-five. Don't put on the cruise. Let's uh, let's yeah. make a statement. Let's get our let's get our confidence back there, U.S. of A. And let's win this thing by forty. And you know, if you can win it, I don't know, one twenty to to fifty. Uh, I think that yeah. would just satisfy all parts. Uh, all parties would well, be happy with that. What could happen in the second half here is if the U.S. builds up a big enough lead, Popovich is going to empty the bench. And the players that are going to be coming in off the bench are going to want to prove something because they are not getting the same type of minutes that the starters are getting. And the starters just lost to France and have lost, you know, these exhibition games before the tournament. So maybe these bench players come in and prove that they belong on this roster. So they're going to try and score. So that's where you're going to see this game get really out of control and the U.S. hopefully putting up like a buck 15, buck 20. Yeah, so uh, hopefully that'll be uh, hopefully that'll be the case here and we're happy campers uh, come tomorrow. So the U.S. right now within a, an 11-point lead. Uh, where else are you going to get a, uh, a live breakdown of USA and Iran men's basketball than the nightcap? I mean, I don't think anywhere else than, uh, than right here. Uh, is breaking it down. All right, uh, a couple more thoughts on uh, on the draft. Yeah, I'll give you one name that uh, it, it, he's kind of all over the place, and he's he's leading me to just stay away. But the range of um, uh, of of where he could go is very wide, and it's Zaire Williams, the Stanford product, very very highly recruited, didn't really play all that well, and I, I saw some reports that he could go as high as eighth to the Orlando Magic. But if he doesn't go there, he could fall all the way into the 20s. So, you know, this could be come Thursday night, Scott, one of those plays that one of those picks that really shakes up the entire board. And if you've got unders, you're going to start getting really worried because one of those dominoes that falls and it just kind of changes everything. Um, But, yeah, I, I think Zaire Williams won't go eight, but that 18 and a half uh, over under is really interesting considering there there's just some buzz, a little bit, nothing too crazy, but there's mm. some buzz out there that he could go uh, top 10. The Orlando Magic brought Zaire Williams back for a second workout, and they believe that he could possibly go eight. Another guy, Moses Moody, uh, out of Arkansas could be a guy that could go top 10. So just so much intrigue after after number yeah. five, Scott, uh, of what could happen. And I think another one, I'll add the uh, Jonathan Kaminga over 6.5 because as we broke it down, the first five is going to go with the way that everyone expects it to go with the odds-on favorites being taken at the top five. So really, it's only one pick at six. And if it's not Kaminga at six, you win your bet. Uh, he's not going to go in the top five. So you're really betting on the field versus the sixth overall pick, which is why I think there's value on taking the over because it just comes down to one team. And if the Thunder don't take him, well, you win. So congratulations. And if the Thunder have their pick of the litter, uh, you know, I, I, we'll see where they go. Kaminga over 6.5 to me is a play. 
Yeah, and uh, one final nugget I'll just give out uh, is Josh Giddy uh, out of Australia. Um, he is over under two, uh, ten and a half under heavily juiced to 200. Many believe that the Grizzlies made the trade with the Pelicans to target specifically mm. Giddy to be that secondary ball handler uh, for uh, for Ja Morant. But in Kevin O'Connor's most recent mock draft on the ringer, uh, he now has Giddy going seventh to the Golden State Warriors, and uh, he believes that uh, that could be one of the Warriors' targets. So Josh Giddy, someone wow. to keep in mind, under 10 and a half. A lot of juice, though. So is the juice worth the squeezing? Eh, I don't know, uh, but we will see. Thanks again to uh, Warren Sharp, Dieter Kurtenbach, and Rob Doster, who apparently is going to break out the hammer on the under <laughs> on Corey Kispert, 13 and a half. There he is. That is Scott Seidenberg. He'll be back tomorrow, as will I. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. See you, folks. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.